Abraham Lincoln warned that the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Would you like to know what's being taught in today's classrooms? Welcome to Say What? with attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. They'll explore the issues facing children, parents, and society as a result of the public schools and the forces behind them. Say What? is the radio program of Protect Our Kids, which seeks to inform and equip concerned citizens about the looming crisis in American education. So listen in as your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr., unpack the issues and organizations affecting our children. And now here's your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr. Hello everyone, I'm George Roska. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to episode 150 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including the avalanche of destructive legislation coming from California. That's right, George. You know, it never, ever seems to end from this state. California seems uniquely dedicated to advancing law designed to harm our children, strip parents of their rights, and institutionalize woke orthodoxy. And so what we thought we would do today, along with talking about new bills that are on the docket in this state, is to go back in history just to remind our audience of um, this legislation that goes back several decades decades. This is not a new thing, George, as you know. And in fact, we have to go back 25 years. We do indeed. So here's the march of legislation that has infected um, our school system, starting with Governor Gray Davis, believe it or not, all the way back to 1999. And uh, this is a piece of legislation that for the first time in California history, allowed teachers and students to openly proclaim their status in the LGBTQ community. Now today, you know, we just take it for granted. You know, it's it's no big deal. But back then, George, it was a big deal. We were a completely different culture back in those days. So this happened quietly, happened by a sort of a the beginning of what we see as wokeism in California, but that was really the first step. Yep. And then from there, Mark, it just continued. Uh, the avalanche just grew. Uh, the next year, um, sexual orientation was included as a requirement in the human relations education. Then that same year, in the year 2000, uh, Governor Davis uh, redefined gender to include one's perceived identity, appearance, or behavior. And that that one was the one that struck me. And I know we've presented this at a lot of our conferences. We have. But I just can't get over the fact that in the year 2000, we were already talking about the definition of gender identity. Y2K. Yeah. 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 It goes back a long time. Um, the, the very next year, again, under the, well, in 2003, actually. So now we're moving up in time a little bit. Um, a law was passed, SB 71, that promotes as normative uh, LGBTQ worldview and safe sex in K through 12 education. But it wasn't just Democratic governors who passed this legislation. Well, our governor uh, in 2007 continued to promote this worldview to students, parents, and teachers through the anti harassment training uh, and anti discrimination uh, material in schools. Um, in fact, he went on to pass uh, a law that. It celebrated the life of Harvey Milk, who we all know was on the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. He was a gay rights activist and a pedophile. 
Yeah, it, it, unbelievable. And a, a couple of years before that, uh, a law was passed, SB 777, that teaches the gender suddenly, George, is a matter of choice. It prohibited all public school instruction and every school activity from promoting what they called discriminatory bias. Now, we see that word everywhere today. There are so many laws that have been passed based on anti-discrimination ethics, if if you will. This was the beginning of it back in 2007. But it doesn't stop there, does it? It just now gets worse. It gets worse. So now they get more brazen and more... uh... How should you say bold in in their stances? 2011 under Governor Brown, the Fair Education Act, which then mandated that all children from kindergarten through 12th grade and all instruction in social sciences uh, now need to admire the role and contributions of LGBT Americans. Do you see a theme here? I think we do. And this led uh, in 2013 to the now infamous. AB 1266, which uh, I think we're going to talk about more, not only in this episode, but the one coming next week, famously known as the bathroom bill. So California, I think, was the first state to require that uh, school bathrooms now be opened to children who identify as the opposite sex. And of George's, we both know this is mainly boys who are identifying as girls wanting to use the girls bathroom. That happened in 2013. So that was 11 years ago. And this has been the norm now for the over a decade. Yeah, and, and I had no clue about that until six years ago when I read for the first time the parent-teacher handbook or the parent handbook at, that this district gives you. Yeah. And I stumbled upon the facilities usage clause, and I was like, what in the world is this? Which really launched you in your passion for uh, alerting parents to the, these harms and protecting that, kids. together with the next act. Uh, yeah, you want to talk about that one? <laughs> 2015, AB 329. And this is what really triggered uh, the formation of Protect Our Kids. It did. The California Healthy Youth Act, which required comprehensive sexuality education now. Uh, from 7th through 12th grade, and it also allowed it to be taught from kindergarten through 6th grade as well. Um, And this is probably the most aggressive form of indoctrination uh, that we had seen. Yeah, comprehensive sexuality education. The progressives like to choose their terms very carefully to couch what they really want to do in the most attractive verbiage they can imagine. So What's wrong with having comprehensive education, George? But you have to really be attuned to the wording here. It's not sex education. It's not about biological education, about human reproduction. No, George, as we both know, this is sexuality education. This is teaching kids critical theory, sex and gender theory. That's what this is all about. And Obviously, we've covered this many, many times on this radio broadcast and on our website and in our conferences. But this bill just really started the avalanche of even worse bills to come. Starting in 2017, SB 179, gender choice now, including non-binary designations on state birth certificates are allowed driver's licenses, and other vital records. 
So, George, it always starts in the public school system. Then it works its way into the culture. And then everybody just gets accustomed to it. We often say this phrase, politics is downstream from culture and culture from people's personal beliefs. And people's personal beliefs have changed dramatically in the last 20 years. Yeah, and and that's really because of the public school system and the teachers unions that have been pushing this kind of legislation. In fact, in 2021, under Governor Newsom, insurance companies are now forced to hide gender-affirming medical care and abortions, which are uh, listed as, quote, sensitive services uh, that are performed on minors. So they have to hide all of that from their parents. And in fact, their parents just see a bill coming in the mail and that's it. Uh, It's unbelievable. So uh, if you're a 12-year-old child in the California public school system, you are now empowered to make uh, life-altering decisions on your own, including whether you're going to have an abortion. And insurance companies are now empowered to hide these services from parents. So as you mentioned, George, the first instances you're going to get of this when the bill shows up in the mail. Now, you're still on, on tap to pay the bill. You just can't know what you signed up for in the first place. Exactly. You, you can't make this stuff up. Talk about it, you know, giving kids a blank check. That's right. In the worst possible way. Well, this led to AB 367. Again, uh, this was passed under Governor Newsom, as was uh, 1184. The Menstrual Equity Act, which required boys' bathrooms to have menstrual products in their facilities. So you've got to make sure that boys have access to tampons, right? And other menstrual products because women are not the only ones who have periods, Mark, these days. They're not the only ones who give birth either, according to the new (laughs) zeitgeist of our age. And then finally, George, uh, you know, by the way, Mark, if there's one thing that boys want to use women's facilities, like out of all things in this world, why do men want to have periods? I don't get that. <laughs> you have to ask them. <laughs> SB 107, 2022. What was this one about? All right. This one makes California a gender affirming care sanctuary state. This is where it gets really crazy yeah. uh, because we see that California is trying to take advantage of um, drama in certain families, right? dad, a mom, maybe on the brink of divorce, or maybe they share custody and are already divorced. Um, And one parent wants to provide, um, you know, gender mutilation services to their child. And the other parent wants to truly provide gender affirming care by affirming their uh, biological uh, sex. And if one parent says, you know what, I've I've had it, I'm going to take our child from Idaho and go to California, and we're going to provide these, you know, gender mutilation services at the expense of the state, they can do that. California is now in the business of ripping apart families. And this law particularly allowed judges to take custody of those children that find their way uh, into our state, whether by themselves or, as you mentioned, from another parent that happens to be living here. Maybe, maybe they're divorced or legally separated. Um, this flies in the face of, the, uh, uh, of our federal laws, but it doesn't matter. You know, California has set the pace to do this, and um, that's the law now. In this I state. mean, we, we really haven't seen 
this kind of cruel legislation since slavery. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think that's a false uh, comparison either. It really is when you're ripping families apart, all in the name of sexual identity. Well, George, that was the past, right? Some of it recent past, some of it ancient past, but it never stops, does it? We have new bills that are now on the docket that are, most of these are working their way through the California legislative process, including being in committee. And uh, we're going to talk about a few of those today, starting with Assembly Bill 598. So the sponsor of this bill is Buffy Wicks. Uh, she's a Democrat from District 14, which is uh, up in, uh, I get maybe not surprisingly, up in the Oakland-Richmond area. So up in the Silicon Valley area. Richmond, north of. So the title of this bill um, is Sexual Health Education and Human Immunodeficiency Virus HIV Prevention Education. School Climate and Safety, California Healthy Kids Survey. But what this bill would do was would require the State Department of Education to ensure the California Healthy Kids Survey include questions about sexual and reproductive health care as a core uh, survey module for pupils in grades 7, 9, and 11, seventh grade, that's 11 years old. Uh, the bill would require each school district serving pupils in these grades to administer the California Healthy Kids Survey to pupils in these grades. It, it Im- imposes new requirements on local educational agencies and state mandated local programs. So um, what's going to happen with these surveys, do you think, George? Well, this is um, Planned Parenthood's business model Yep, uh, at its finest. They probably even crafted this legislation and they've been, you know, putting it in front of one of the assembly members um, who is very pro reproductive rights. And what it's going to do is, you know, if, if you're a girl and seventh grade and ninth grade and 11th grade, and you hear this over and over and over, you know, you're going to become a future client of Planned Parenthood. Uh, That's the goal here, uh, because the bill requires uh, that sex ed include local resources for getting abortions, uh, like from Planned Parenthood. They are the biggest provider of, of abortions. And that the students actually be given physical or digital resources regarding, so like advertising brochures, you know, if you need this, um, we're going to make sure that you have it. 11-year-olds, yep. George, are, are being given this. So that is um, AB598. Thank you, Buffy Wicks. Well, and it goes on. We have AB1352, um, which is sponsored by Mia Bonta. Uh, she is uh, out of District 18. That's also up in the Oak. That's South Oakland uh, area. And this one's in committee. Um, it's called Governing Boards of School District. Now, this one's very interesting because of all of the uprising that we've had in California and conservative school districts that are trying to push back against state legislatures. Uh, This bill would expressly prohibit the governing board of a school district from taking an action that contradicts any existing law requiring a school district to have inclusive policies, practices, and curriculum. 
The bill would authorize a governing board of a school district to censor a member or by a two-thirds vote of the governing board remove a member from office if the member prevents the governing board from conducting its business or adopts a policy that contradicts any existing law requiring a school district to have inclusive policies, practices, and curriculum. You can't make this up, George. Existing law prohibits a school district from sponsoring any activity that promotes a discriminatory virus. Those are the code words on the basis of certain protected characteristics, including race, ethnicity, gender, religion, disability, nationality, or sexual orientation. Existing law also prohibits the governing board of a school district from adopting any textbooks or other instructional materials that contain any matter reflecting adversely upon persons of the basis of those characteristics. This bill would expressly prohibit the governing board of a school district from taking any action that contradicts existing law requiring a school district to have these, quote, inclusive practices. So in effect, George, as you mentioned, if two-thirds of the members of a given school district interpret a diversity, equity, and inclusion law, related law, to censor, they can censor another member and they can get rid of them. So what can go wrong here if The school board is taking a practice like instituting a parental notification policy. And we see a few school districts in California that have done that because most school districts have parental secrecy policies where the board has decided if a child in the district identifies with a non-biological sex, we are going to have double books and we are going to keep the parents out of the loop. We're going to keep that secret. So what school districts have been doing now, conservative ones, is saying, no, no, no way. If we find out a child on campus is identifying with a non-biological sex, we are going to notify the parents of this fact. This is something a parent should know. Well, under this law, if it were to pass, if two-thirds of the progressive board members don't like that, they will interpret this new notification policy as being violative of other past laws and they'll just kick the person out before their term ends george uh, isn't the left concerned about preserving our democracy i mean how how does this line up with that you'd have to ask them and it doesn't stop there does it ab 1825 libraries and book bans this is being sponsored by mark berman at a district 66 it is still in committee The bill seeks to remove the authority of schools to decide what books are available to children in school libraries, especially books related to race, gender, sexuality, religion, disability, or socioeconomic status. Specifically, you can't ban books for books, for partisan or political reasons, or in a manner that is motivated by animus based on race, gender, sexuality, religion, disability, or socioeconomic status. So... We see why this is, you know, being considered and where it's, you know, stemming from, because the left, in their attempt to counteract the parental rights movement, which has been trying to get filthy books out of our libraries, they've now, quote unquote, termed this as a book banning campaign. So, so school districts are no longer going to be able to curate 
books for their school libraries. Um, it's open season on children in terms of pornography and just inappropriate materials for age-related children. Yeah, and I have to come back to my previous statement, Mark, about democracy. And I was being facetious, but every single time the left looks at the right saying, you guys are doing this, is democracy is at stake. And yet everything that they do is all about centralizing power. And America has been known for one thing. All politics is local. And that has always been the ethos that's permeated our country, that it it is best to govern at the local level. Let the local officials make those decisions. And yet here, what are we saying? Central power, the state legislature, the governor, they're all just grabbing all of that power and saying, no, you guys locally can't make these decisions anymore. That's right, George. Um, You know, uh, this next one, and we're running out of time, but we need to mention this. Uh, This one, all all the previous ones that we've talked about have to do specifically with education. This next one, uh, ACA7, would affect all uh, Californians. And it's not particularly educated related, but uh, it's very onerous. Um, The sponsor is Corey Jackson. Uh, a dem- another Democrat out of the Moreno Valley, San Jacinto area. That's that's where the district is. Uh, this bill is also in committee, and it would allow the governor to fund programs that give special treatment to groups of people based on race, color, ethnicity, national origin, or marginalized genders, sexes, or sexual orientations. Now, George, didn't we pass a law in 1996 called Proposition 209 that prevented discrimination on any preferential treatment to any individual group based on these same things? You can't favor a person or a group of of people, according to Prop 209, uh, based on these characteristics. This is a way to undercut the people's choice on that law. Well, and two years ago, they lost the same battle. They tried to pass a, a proposition that would amend California's constitution on affirmative action. And it failed miserably here in California. So this is their way with having the supermajority in the state legislature. They're trying to circumvent that. In fact, to your point, 50% of voters back in 1996 says, no, we don't want to introduce uh, discrimination back into our state constitution. But that's what they're trying to do. Well, George, uh, we could go on and on, but um, I think our audience should get the point. You need to be eternally vigilant. I mean, we have a long history of uh, these laws affecting our kids and now the citizens at large. And uh, you need to be mindful of who you're voting for, what their platforms are, what they stand for, what they're actually doing on behalf of the people of California. Because what happens in California, it tends not to stop here, does it? Yep. And they know it. So parents and dear listeners, please go to uh, protectourkidsnow.org. Subscribe to our weekly exposés. Um, and also to other blogs and newsletters that we send out. Please share our videos. We have very great informative videos. Uh, Share these podcasts. Uh, They are there on our website, or you can find them on Spotify, iTunes, uh, and anywhere else um, on on any major channel. Uh, 
Thank you for listening, and we encourage you to come alongside of us. Um, donate if you can uh, consider that to be part of you joining and supporting our ministry. Uh, we want to make sure that all kids in America are protected from this ever-growing filth uh, that's being pushed by dangerous politicians uh, everywhere across uh, this country. So thank you for supporting POK, and thank you for listening. Until next time on Say What? You've been listening to Say What, the radio ministry of Protect Our Kids, where they seek to inform and equip concerned citizens about the crisis in American public education and the forces working against our children. Join us at this same time every Saturday as attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. unpack the issues so that we can better safeguard our nation's children. For more information about this program or Protect Our Kids, email the show at info at protectourkidsnow.com. That's info at protectourkidsnow.org. And join Mark and George right here next week at this same time for another episode of Say What?